It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 107 of the Hawks Talk podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. We're recording this uh, two days, I think, after game two has gone down. But before we hop into that and everything going on in the Hawks world, Logan, how are you doing today, my man? I mean, uh, you know, it's just just another day of being down 0-2, you know, just uh, this is this is our life. We, uh, you know, we 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 were the nine seed. So the way I see it, I'm I'm, I'm in cope mode, Jackson. Um, we're playing with house money because we were the nine seed. Technically, if this was two years ago, we're not even in the playoffs. We're waiting on ping pong balls with like a two percent chance of getting a good pick. So, uh, you know, I'm coping. I'm coping. How are you doing? You know, I'm actually going to go in a different direction. I wanted to tweet this out. Instead, I went, it was 4 a.m., Logan. I was tossing and turning in the bed. I was having trouble falling asleep. I made a tweet. You, you know, Did you read it, Logan? Did you did you see it? I didn't, you didn't like it, so I didn't know if you saw it or was not. It, was I it said, the Hawks in 7 or whatever you said? Hawks in 7. Listen, Logan, you're coping. You're dooming. I'm ready to offer you all a new perspective. I, I didn't say I was coping. I'm just preparing myself. I mean, I, mean, I didn't okay, say I was dooming. You know, that's I, I, I did say I was coping. I didn't, I didn't say I'm dooming. I would I, I'm I'm in the I could be dooming next episode. But if we lose, you know, next game then who isn't going to be co- uh dooming? You know, yeah, it, yeah. it's 3-0. <laughs> We're cooked full. All right. Yeah, yeah. Look, but here we go. I'm here to offer all Hawks fans a new perspective. I know if you're listening to this, you're down and out. First game we get absolutely battered. We I mean, game 1 the Hawks, you know, they got knocked out in the first minute of a boxing round. Game 2 it comes down to the wire. I'm here to tell you all now. This has been the year of the comeback for the Hawks, and it and it's it's going to keep continuing. And I already know you're like, oh god, here he goes being falsely optimistic. Look, here's how this is going to play out. All right, first of all, game one, Hawks were tired. That's my excuse. Props to Miami, they came out, shook shook the rust off, and they won. They won game one. You know, game two. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about game two more in depth. I'll tell you this. Jimmy Butler ain't playing that good again, dog. I'm here to say it. He ain't, that ain't happening again. That was an anomaly. That was a one-time thing. That was the uh, that was his version of getting his highlights ready for the next round. But the Heat aren't making it to the next round, people. This has been the year of the comeback for the Hawks, Logan. We came back from the lottery odds. We're talking we're talking about you know Ty Ty Washington, Chet Holmgren. <laughs> you know we're we're back. We're back. We propelled propelled ourselves almost to the sixth seed. Didn't get there. Came back to the plans. What do we do in game one against the Hornets? We smacked them. There was no need for a comeback then. The story of the Hawks coming back this year, it doesn't stop there, Logan. What did we do against the Cavs in the second half? We were down. We kind of looked out. They were getting the tweets off about Trey. Capella was injured. It looked like the Hawks were down for the count. They were getting ready to, the, the doctor was stepping into the ring, ready to call the match right there. And the Hawks got back up. And we prevailed. We got past the Cavaliers. We came back from, what, a 10, 12-point lead at the half to make it to the playoffs. It's not stopping here, people. The Hawks aren't going out like this. This isn't how this is happening. So, you know what? I I don't want to hear it. Until this team is down and out on the canvas and the doctor is signaling us as knocked out, the Hawks are not done fighting. All right? Here's the first thing we need to discuss. 
like I said earlier, Jimmy Butler ain't playing that good again. All right, that's just not happening. Let's just keep it real. Second of all, the Heat have shot a combined. Ready for this, Logan? You ready? You ready? Forty-two percent from three against us this series. All right, you ready for this, Logan? You know what the postseason average is last year because that was like a year comparable to this one for team three-point percentage in the playoffs. Thirty-four. Act, yeah, yeah, you actually got it. That's actually oh, kind of impressive. Go. All right, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting you to get that. Uh, maybe you. I, I swear that it's still this for everybody. I, I did this. I did the statistical research on my own. Look, that's not happening. So between those two things, maybe Bam starts to play a bit better. But I'm not gonna lie, Bam. I don't know if you're that guy, dog. On offense, I think he has like six points in each game. But I mean, obviously, offense isn't their problem. This is the year of the comeback for the Hawks. I want everybody to listen now. Turn on the recorders. Turn, Get on your recording software, wherever you're at. Look, I guarantee that the Hawks will win games three and four back at home. We go to Miami, we lose. Series is 3-2. We come back to Atlanta for six, we win. We go to Miami, we win in seven. Hawks in seven. It's the year of the comeback. It has been all season. It's not stopping. The Heat are just an obstacle in the front of the train known as the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm sorry because, you know, they they are worthy playoff. You know, they are worthy playoff team. They deserve the one seed. But sadly, the comeback Hawks are going to steamroll right through them. All right. The, the tides are a turning, as some would say. Kevin Hurd has wrote an article. He gave a lot. He gave lots of Trey's a leader praise, which I know I really enjoyed because, you know, we all hear that stuff about, oh, Trey's not a leader because he's not vocal. Look, Hawks and seven, baby. I just need to get that out there. I wanted to tweet it out. I was like, I'm saving it for the podcast. All right. That's that. That's my spiel. But now we can actually get like, you know, you know, reviewing game two because it actually was an interesting game. You know what? Props for that. I, uh, you know, the, the they're gonna love that one at home. That was that was a you're a leader of men, Jackson. That's the only way yeah, I can I'm put a it. leader. You're a leader of men. I believe the term is. I shout out to us. Uh, oh gosh, Jeff Van Gundy. Hawks are up by like thirty on the Hornets. This Hornet season is obviously over. Jeff Van Gundy's like. There goes Nate McMillan, a leader of men and integrity. I consider myself <laughs> to be both of those things, a leader of men and integrity. These these podcast fans don't run through a wall for me, all right? I am <laughs> one of the best leaders of men there is, I will say. And that's why the Hawks are winning in seven. They're going to listen to this in the locker room. They're going to go out there. And honestly, Miami, you might want to start biting the curb, all right? Because, look, after they hear this speech, you're done. You're cooked. You're, it's over. I believe I said it against Cleveland. Miami, if you're listening now, you either beat us now at home because you don't want this series to go past four games. Because if you, if the Hawks st- still one of these games, you're losing in seven. So I'm going to give you a warning, just like I did Cleveland. You should have killed us when you had the chance. Don't you have to win this? You're the one seed. Don't blow it to the eight seed. Don't let me finish that in a couple of podcast episodes. That's all I have to say. I mean, I mean, at this point, I feel like you should just take the mic the whole thirty minutes. You're on a roll here. I don't want to break up what you got going well, I mean, on. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, to be fair, you know, me and Logan, you know, I mean, if things do go wrong, me and Logan going to Cancun for two weeks. But, uh, you know, you know, just thought I'd get that out there for everyone. I actually am going on vacation in like three or four weeks. So it will be funny if, you know, if it lined up. Now, granted, we will have to win this series and, um, you know, make sure the next series is long for it to line up. But, hey, you know, somebody's going to Cancun and, and, and I... I Damn it, it's not the Hawks. Hawks and seven, man. You convinced me. Hawks and seven. We're gonna we're gonna look the Miami fans in the eyes. All two thousand of them that actually show up. Because honestly, that I was very unimpressed by the Heat crowd. That's one thing. The Heat played well. They're up two nothing. 
I don't know what if their fans are just complacent. I don't know what it is, but that arena was not as live as you'd expect. But hey, it's a sterilized shopping mall. But, but hey, you know LeBron's not there. I get it. You know a lot of them stay home. Um, I actually have a friend from high school. I, a friend. Let's not say friend. Let's say a guy I knew in high school. Um, keep in mind Georgia, right? I, I went to high school in Georgia. Um, grew up Georgia. He's a Heat fan. Um, conspicuously, it started around when I started high school, 2011. <laughs> um, and I'm like, what, were you born in Florida? He's like, no. Nope. Why are you a Heat fan? No, oh, I like Miami. Okay. I see it now. The, the Heat fan base is just a bunch of that guy. You know, it's that guy cloned over 20,000 times. Um, and Lord have mercy that they are annoying as hell on Twitter. I'm trying to avoid everything because, uh, you know, uh, respect, you know, respectfully, the Hawks have been getting cooked a little bit. The most recent game was close, don't get me wrong, but it, it was it was one of those games where it's like, you cannot let Jimmy Butler drop 45 on you. He's not that guy. I, you know how much of a fool I look like? How much I clowned him for him to drop 45 on us? I look like a damn fool. I don't want to look like a fool. Somebody needs to stop him. And you know what? I don't like being that guy. I really don't. I really try not to be, uh, you know, overreactionary. I, 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 you know, this is a fan podcast. We're not trying to be... Uh, super objective, but I try not to go crazy with it. I'm sorry, but the, the referees, they can, uh, you know, if I was from the Midwest, I'd say they could take a nice long walk. You know, they, they are just, just awful. I, I have some choice words for Kyle Lowry later that honestly might get, get this podcast taken off the airwaves, but um, man, it, it's it's been a very frustrating series for the Hawks that they need. I mean, obviously you need to win game three when you're down 2-0. If you're down 3-0, you know, Tap out. Basically, it doesn't happen in the NBA. Happens in some other sports. Does not happen in the NBA. I, I think it literally has never happened, right? A 3-0 lead being lost maybe once. Never. Ne- never happened in NBA history. Has right. happened in NHL history, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't happen in the NBA. Um, so, obviously, the next game's a must-win, but just for an energy, just for a thing like confidence, like the Heat are such a grind-you-out bitch-ass flopping team that gets a friendly whistle and it's just like we're just so ill-equipped for this this year we, we aren't mentally tough like we were last year and it doesn't help that Trey's having a very poor series now that's you know obviously game planning is part of it but like Trey Young the bottom line is Trey Young has to be better I, I understand it's not easy to carry a team past the one seed as an eight seed it's it's not easy but he cannot be having double-digit turnover games he cannot be shooting what is it? Um, what is he? Two for his first 18 from three? Something like that. He can't do that. He has to be better. He has to be. And he will be better. We'll see. I mean, hope. Calling it now. You know, I, I, I will say it was nice to see the, the two-point shot going down last game. He, he was like eight for eight and then ended up like nine for ten on two-point shots or something like that. So that's obviously great to see. But, you know, Trey, Trey goes from an elite offensive player when he, when his three point shot isn't working to an all like, number one, number two, number three offensive player in the world when his three point shot is working. So it's a big difference for him being able to shoot like, you know, four of nine compared to one or two from nine, you know, there, there's a notable difference there. Truly. On Trey, let, let's, let's go ahead and have the conversation. I mean, Trey bottom line, he has to be better at the same time though. Uh, much game two much improved i mean people are clowning him for the it's gotten so bad like with trey's performance in like these two playoff games like i even saw nicks fans making fun of him 
Like I that's mean, how you know no. things have. Just, yeah, you know. I mean, that's how you know things. They're have just some like bad. barnacles. Like, come on they're just like waiting for to latch on to something. I don't know. The, the Knicks fans know they have no ground, so they're just like, ah, you know, this will do. <laughs> I'll latch on to this. Sure. That, yeah, there was one. Yeah, I'm not even going to get it started. They don't. They don't. People, Knicks fans, do anything for clout. They're a shameless. They're shameless fan base. Uh, look, Trey has to be better, but also, you know, I think a, we talk about the turnovers, double-digit turnovers. That's very bad. I just want to say this real quick. I made a tweet about it, kind of. Can I don't know who drew it up. Can we stop with those godforsaken possessions in the half court that like already are kind of bad because like the Heat are just better us better than us at the half court? Like I've been talking about this for three episodes now, so I'm gonna try and stop. Like if you if you don't know what we've talked about on this podcast for the past three episodes, basically it's just been me yelling that we need to play faster and play in the full court. Hey, which they did in game two, and hey, it worked. Um, the stupid ass half court possessions where it just starts off with Trey at the break, and then they trap him with two guys, and it's like. Great, great, great job, everyone. I I love this play. It's like, this is a free turnover every time. They did like four of them. And like three of them were literally turnovers. I think one time he dribbled it off of Struess. One time he dribbled off of uh, Jimmy Butler. One time he just dribbled out of the bounds. And like one time it actually did work. And it was, it's so stupid. It's the worst play ever. I don't, that needs to be completely taken out of the playbook. Burned preferably and erased from my memory because I don't know why are you starting Trey off at such like a bad spot? I mean he's already he's already getting pressed and these junk defenses are getting thrown. The the Heat are playing shameless basketball. They're full court pressing in the NBA. Can we talk about that? Like this is the stuff that like what's that coach? Uh oh gosh, what's his name? Mike Patino. He got fired for it doing it in the NBA. He got straight up fired for full court pressing. But like with the Heat, it's just like yeah, baby culture. It's like it's so stupid. Uh, stop those. And the Hawks actually were much improved on two on on uh when was the game Tuesday? I mean I mean they could have they could have won Tuesday. They were down. I mean, we had our shots. They were down three even with thirty or four seconds left. with like four minutes left, three minutes left. That's maybe even two minutes left. It was like a single possession game or maybe four points with two minutes left. That's a very winnable game. Then Jimmy Butler randomly exploded and got like five or seven points or some shit in a minute and it's like okay yeah, it's well, ridiculous all right we'll see y'all in game we'll see y'all in the a i guess but yeah uh, shout out to bogey because bogey was yeah. hardcore carrying that for yeah. he was just yeah he put my god n- Sir, serbian sniper serbian sniper is honestly kind of a like an understatement because in that fourth quarter like he was not mid- i think he missed like two shots and one of them was like with seven seconds left that's the, the thing game that, that's over, the same so. thing with bogey is when he's hot he's literally just clay thompson he, I mean, you know, offensively, he just becomes like Clay Thompson. The issue is he's hot like once a month. <laughs> like he gets like that like once a month. You know, it's nice that we cash it out in the playoffs, but but unfortunately we couldn't win it. Um, but you know, it's nice to see that because Bogey, especially with John injured, with uh, with frankly both of Trey's pick and roll partners being either hurt or you know hurt while playing or completely out. Um, Bogey's the clear cut number two. It was good to see him perform like it um, yesterday in the second, or not yesterday, um, game two in the in the second half. But unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. You know, we. Uh, I mean, like let's be very clear here. Uh, this team needs Capella on both ends. Offensively, he's not a great player, but he's usually good for a few very easy buckets a game on you know just pick and roll, just pick and roll, get him get it right into his pocket, and he can dunk the ball. He can't lay it up, but he can dunk it. Alley oops. That's, you know, six, eight points at minimum you're missing. That's easy, which is a huge swing in the playoffs. Setting screens is huge. Rebounds is huge. And obviously defense, you know, frankly, Bam out of bio has not been an issue for the Hawks thus far. He's really kind of been invisible. 
Um, it's really all been the per- perimeter guys and, and whatever you want to call Jimmy Butler. It hasn't been Harrow, and he's going to win six man of the year soon. It's just been Jimmy Butler and Max Struess and that Gabe Vincent guy. That, and like they're all Duncan Jimmy Rob. Butler, literally. Dunk Rob. Jimmy Butler, he didn't do anything in game two, did he? I think he also got injured in game, game two. Game I read one, that somewhere. Like eight of nine from three. Oh, well, I, I'm going to be honest, Logan. That second quarter, we got about five minutes, and I turned it off. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I, you know what? I have no shame. I turned that game off in the second quarter. I think I went and just it played It was video Easter games. Sunday, man. It was Easter Sunday. Like, spend your, yeah, spend your yeah, Sunday yeah, doing yeah. something different. Well, I mean, I, I, just, I just stayed in my room all day, but I did not watch that game. All due respect. Look, and it, dude, it's like the funny thing is, is like you can see how much of the NBA is just variance on jump shooting. Because like Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, like these guys are all non-factors on offense in game two. It was literally like Jimmy Butler, who was a twenty-three percent three-point shooter in the regular season, and now he just decides, okay, four of seven in the playoffs, and these aren't like, and maybe like two of those were like open shots, and then like the other two he just drilled, and it's stupid. And then you have like Gabe Vincent, who's just you know pulling up in the corner on like what, like two defenders, and he he drains it, and it's just like what what can you do? And then Max Truce, I mean he's three of eight. And I don't know. The, and it's funny. We talk about Harrow, Lowry, and Robinson all shooting bad or not shooting that much. They literally still shot 38% from three. And they're shooting as a team 42% as a three. And as we said earlier, that's an 8% differential between what it was last year for average for teams for three-point percentage in the playoffs. But it is what it is. You know, look, you can't control it. Game two, we had our opportunities. The only people we can blame for that at the end of the day is ourselves and the officials. Uh, yeah, because I'm going to do that. Look, we, we might as well just talk about it. It's if you're on Hawks Twitter, you're on Hawks Reddit, you're on you're in anything Hawks related. You're gonna see the word physical about a hundred times a day, so it's gonna be burned into your cornea, yeah, and your and your brain. So look, Hawks actually did kind of show some physicalness in game two. DeAndre Although, Hunter, I mean, DeAndre Hunter, you can't do a damn thing on the court. But hey, I appreciate him stepping up to Kyle Lowry. Much needed. Around you know, the how was? Can we talk about that Kyle Lowry sweet sequence? I'm sure you've seen it by now because it was it got showed on ESPN. Well, TNT, I think they aired the game, and like also just like you know everywhere, Kyle Lowry straight up just pushing in the hunter for no reason and nothing gets called. Meanwhile, Hunter says something to him after the whistle. After Kyle Lowry said something to him, and he gets a technical. Hunter's walking back to his bench, and Kyle Lowry's walking with him and jawing to him, and and he and there's no second technical for Kyle Lowry. Like, at what point do we just say it? Like. The Heat are straight up bitching the refs. Like, even P.J. Tucker... P.J. Tucker was literally cussing out the referees in Game 2. And, like, they didn't do anything. I think there was, like, one technical foul given to him in the fourth quarter. But he had been doing that shit all night. It's just like... I don't know. I don't want to get on here and be the, oh, it's the officials. Because, like, at the end of the day, the Hawks can't allow people like Jimmy Butler to have such spectacular performances. And at the end of the day, you know, Trey can't play this bad. And as a team, we can't play as bad as we're playing. We're turning the ball over too much. We're not shooting good enough as a team. We're making things too difficult on ourselves. That's just how it's going right now. So, I mean, end of the day, it is on us. But also, shit's rigged, dog. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would be bad for business if the eight-seed Hawks put out the one-seed uh, heat. Well, really, nine-seed Hawks. But, look, all I'm saying is that uh, if we lose a series, get the tinfoil hats on because I'm going to be cracking open some scares, conspiracies. Yeah, I mean, the fish the shitting's just been bad. I mean, the Kyle Lowry stuff. It's dog the shit. Kyle, the Kyle Lowry stuff alone is very, like, why has he not been thrown out of a game yet? He's just doing dumb like, it's weird. In Toronto, Kyle Lowry, he did the same sort of annoying shit, but he also had to be a good basketball player in Toronto, so he wouldn't do it. Now that in Miami, he's like their seventh best player, it's like he focuses, he solely focuses on just being an annoying piece of shit. Like, that, that's that's his sole focus. I'm, I mean, there are a bunch of fouls where, like, there's one, it was against Jimmy Butler. This isn't related to Kyle Lowry, but of course, one of, 
one of Butler's like twelve buckets that he makes after a foul, or, like you know, just one of those nights. Hunter is literally running both hands up, just running, like not really given, not even attempting to play defense because he knows if he does, it's gonna get called a foul. And he slightly bumps him, and it gets called a foul. Like his arms are fully up in the air. He's like making it clear he's not making any any contact, and he it still gets called. And it's just like it's impossible. It's impossible to to make it work when they're literally calling the game like this. And then when Kyle Lowry can just do whatever the hell he wants, he can push guys over. He can get under their arms and try and like flop his way through it. He can do whatever he wants. It's it's very. It's just stupid. It's the type of thing that, you know, you know it's the NBA. You can complain all you want. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen, to cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride it's not really going to get fixed. The NBA has very egregious refereeing. Now, I know like every sport thinks their refs are awful, but I mean, the NBA truly, truly, literally had a ref get uh, caught for <laughs> rigging games about a decade ago, maybe 15 years ago. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's bad. And I'm not, I, I don't like being the, the referee complaining guy because like, it's just an inherent bias thing. Like you can go into the Kyle Lowry Twitter threads and go to the comments and their heat fans defending it. That shows you, it's just a bias thing. It's just something biased. You have like, what, what are what are those things I put in horses uh, to block the peripherals? I don't know how I forgot what that are, but, but what those are. But... Horseshoes. Horseshoes. No, on their eyes. You dumbass. <laughs> oh, on their uh, eyes. I, I thought you block said, I, I didn't I didn't think you meant like their peripheral vision. I uh, thought you meant like their peripherals. Like computers yeah. have peripherals like keyboard mouse. I thought you meant like their legs and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, it's I don't we'll, know. We'll my brain's on. fried, man. I, I don't know. Hey, you've had you a know, long you day. Know. You've had a long day. You've had a long day. You, I, yeah. Yeah. Facts. See, I'm you know I'm doing stuff for life outside the podcast. Between coming up with these insane conspiracy theories. Also, I, I hate to bring this one up. The conspiracy theory about how like the guy who was refing our game on Tuesday, who also was a teammate of Udonis Haslam in high school, and who also coincidentally grew up in Miami, and also not to mention he lives in Miami full time. Hey, I'm not trying to say anything. You make your own assumptions, but it happened. I uh, let me I need to go figure out the ref's name, but hey. You make your own assumptions. I hey, don't kill the messenger, people. I provide the message. We, you we people can take decide. it as what you want. Yeah, hey, this is an unbiased <laughs> reporting zone for uh yeah for for people. But I don't wait. Yeah, hold on. I can find probably find the ref. I don't know. He's like the one with a weird name, but he's straight up from Miami. Straight up went to high school with Udonis Haslam, who's literally playing for the Heat right now. And like obviously, I'm not you know I'm, I don't really care, but. I'm just saying, you know, if we lose, there, there's more than enough substance there for me to, uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, you, you know what I'm gonna do. You, you, I'm from around the way. I'm gonna come up with some excuses for my boys before I start, you know, blaming them. Um, Logan, physicalness was actually touched on a bit more in game two. The Hawks kind of just like were better about it. Hunter was jawing, Trey Young, you know, maybe there was some, some, some dirtiness by Trey Young. Not, Good. hey, I didn't see a thing, dog. Look, Good. look clean to me. Hey, look clean to me. Hey, all I got to say is he only got a foul for that. Hey, if you get 6,000 a game, you might as well just mess with Kyle Lowry. Hey, you can't take him when you leave. Can't take him with you after the game. So, hey, if all of our players are going to foul out, I'm just saying you might want to foul, foul Kyle Lowry. I'm not saying the injured guy, but. Maybe in foul hey. hard, you know, I don't know. 
Maybe. I mean, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. I mean, at this after the Hunter thing. After also, shout out to Kyle Lowry. Literally, he went for an uh defensive rebound. No, yeah, defensive rebound. He flopped and landed in his own teammate's leg. He almost injured poor Max Strews, who was just also trying to get a rebound. By flopping, he fell right into the dude's leg. He, he's not only endangering his opponents, which is like one thing. It's like, okay, that, that's shitty. He's also like literally endangering his, his own teammates. It's like, at what point do we stop this guy? He's a menace. He's going to get someone hurt. And, and hopefully not the damn Hawks, because that's what his objective is. But like, I feel like somebody has to pull that guy and say, hey, you just, hey, Max Strews is shooting like, 45% from three in the series? Dude, you can't break his leg. Flopping. Don't do that. But, I don't know. Heat culture, baby. Um. Anyways. There was, you know, there was some positives from game two, I'll say. I mean, Trey got... There was like a stretch where Trey was just dominating Miami from the mid-range. That was cool to watch. I really appreciated to watch that. I don't know. You yeah, know, I mean, everybody was, in this was, game wants... He was on point from inside the three-point line. Hey, here's my thing. Everybody wants three ups and threes and layups. Hey, at the end of the day, I want the shot that goes in. So I don't give a I don't give a damn how it gets there. So shoot whatever you want to, Trey. If it's going in, that's all that matters. Um, and then I mean the Hawks were also hustling for loose balls. Those were nice. Delon Wright, he was he's been really good this series. Well, in game two, I don't really count game one as a series. That was like an exhibition game for me. That was like a, a JV boys basketball game. Five thirty, secondary yeah, jump. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. What what do you think the keys are for Game Three? Because obviously the Hawks have to win. So what do you think? How do, well, you, how do you think they achieve that? Well, first of all, and I'm I'm doing it again. Third podcast in a row. Carry over from Game Two. The Hawks definitely increased the pace, and they were definitely uncomfortable at times. There was in the first quarter alone. I think they had three turnovers that were straight up just you know them being uncomfortable at playing at a faster pace. Because this entire season we've you know played on a slower pace. Hey, get the rebound. Hey, let's get it to Trey. If you know they're pressing Trey, let's get it to like Bogey or Herder. Let's bring up the ball. Usually we'll have what like 17 seconds when we all get there. Hawks are actually like running on the fast break. They're actually pushing the tempo upwards. And and truthfully, it did make the Heat look uncomfortable. The Heat did not like like the Hawks were at their best in that first half when they were pushing the tempo. And they and before like that second quarter, like towards the end of it, they were up by what seven, eight maybe, and a lot of that I thought came from you know pushing the tempo up. You, you got to make these older guys, child to Lloyd Pierce for what I'm about to say. You, you got to make them feel you. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like the best way you can make Miami feel you. If, hey, you're not gonna be able to look at the end of the day. We kind of just have to accept it. And I was talking about this last episode. We're not gonna be able to out physical Miami. It's just not happening. All right, you know John Collins. He's physical. You know DeAndre Hunter. He's starting the you know earn stripes. Clint Capella might be back at some point. Look, we just we don't got the muscle like that. You know, we don't we don't, and we also play basketball the right way. We ain't trying to injure folks, unlike uh, our uh, our southern neighbors, <laughs> which you know is Miami. Um, I feel like you just got to you got to make the Heat feeling the best way to do that. Hey, you know you're a veteran older team. Let's let's push the pace on you. Let's make you tired. Let's make those legs tired. And I think that I think that showed honestly because they definitely look different than they did from Sunday to Tuesday. So I think you got to keep that up. You're going off two days of rest, and the Hawks can do that. They're the younger team. Hey, you got to play faster, even if it means a few more turnovers, because guys aren't used to playing so fast together. You got to do it. It's just got. It's what you got to do. If the Hawks try and make this a half court series, they're going to lose. They're going to lose in four, and we're going to be back here. And I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Like, yeah, you should listen to me. But they did seem. That's my first key. Keep the pace up. Keep the tempo up. Let's let's make Miami uncomfortable. Let's not play to their game. Let's ma- let's let's make them adjust. Let's not adjust to what they're doing. Let's make them adjust to us. Let's make them feel us. Uh, second key was I'm going to be honest. 
we're gonna we're gonna need somebody else. Uh, we're gonna need somebody to get going. Like in a in a you know obviously Trey shooting. It'd be nice if he gets going. But like it's pretty obvious at this point. Miami is gonna completely sell out their defense and everything just to you know they'll do whatever it takes to stop Trey. Which honestly is a very fair game plan. I mean if you've talked to any Hawks fans since Trey got drafted, that'd probably be how they would stop them. If you were like, hey, you're a Hawks fan, how would you stop Trey? And it'd probably just be like, hey, yeah, just if you want to stop the Hawks, just you know junk defense Trey Young and that's what Miami's doing that they're selling out to do it and like it's working Trey's having a bad series and I mean a lot of that is self-inflicted he's chucking a lot so that's something he has to get under control but also the 10 turnovers I feel like somebody has to get going I think we kind of saw glimpses of Bogey doing it the thing with Bogey Logie is you mentioned like the inconsistencies but I think somebody like even Herder like Herder's had some shots this series where I'm like eh I don't, I don't really like that shot that's a 35 foot pull up with 18 seconds on the clock yeah. And I don't know. I I mean, we I, in most situations, this is the perfect time where I'd be like, well, John Collins could secondary create, but like, he's hurt. Like, I I can't I can't expect the guy who's you know playing at what sixty sixty five percent is that probably fair to you know to be that secondary creator. And and Hunter, oh boy, he had there was one stretch where I think he missed like four shots in a row. That was pretty brutal. But yeah, I don't know. I think you have to hope that Bo- Bogey and Herder get going. Because you need somebody else on offense just to uh, keep going. And then DeLon Wright has to keep being as good as he is. He's he's almost the X factor. I mean, the biggest thing that'll change the series and change the ties of everything is just Trey, you know, being better. Because, look, at the end of the day, people are making the memes. Oh, y'all said Trey was the best player on the floor of this series. Like, he is. Like, if Trey gets going, it's, it, this is a very different series. If if Trey's I mean, good I mean, in game I mean, two. Look, look, yeah, like, Trey is the best player out there. But, of course, up to this point, Jimmy Butler's been outplaying him. It hasn't been. Close, unfortunately, but it is. This is a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know that. This the, is. I don't know with, with the injuries in the East, it's looking weaker and weaker. I he. Uh, oh well, no, they're getting. Dude, the the Sixers are literally going to kill whoever makes out the series. Like that, even the Hawks, they, I'm that's, saying that's that. Very, oh yeah, yeah. I saw. I'm just, just I, trying there, to be polite. There, there, there's a Hawks fan that was like, "Man, I just hope we can beat the Heat and, and beat up on the Sixers again." I'm, and I'm like, respectfully, if we just gave up 30 to Duncan Robinson and 45 to Jimmy Butler. What the actual fuck do you think Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, and Joel Embiid are going to do to us? They're going to murder us in four, maybe five. Like I would love They're to- slugging out Toronto I- each game now, and James Harden's just out there playing a CP3 role. I think he's just his playmaking's been his best attribute. The dude ain't even scoring. Like, I don't, I, like, you know, I would, we go I would, up against the Sixers. I predicted us to win. They got Joel Embiid. Y'all go find someone to guard him. Yeah, I, I, w- I, would, I would love to make the second round. Solely because it just means more more playoff ball. It means more more Hawks. What playoff. it really means more playoff podcast. That too, but you know what we wouldn't do most likely? We most likely would not be winning because <laughs> that team is just built like let's be real. Embiid owns Capella and John. Yeah. Tyrese Maxi Especially is, injured. Tyrese Maxi is way too twitchy to for any <laughs> for, for any of our defenders to stay in front of him. He's putting up twenty plus a game. And James Harden, even though he's like the bad version of James Harden, he's still James Harden. Which one of our guys is going to stop him? We don't have to defend us. You're putting Hunter on DeAndre. You're putting Hunter on James Harden. <laughs> yes. That's what your game plan no, is. No, no, You're no, going to no. have Capella guarding no, no. Embiid while Hunter's on Harden. So TLC's going to play minutes and have to guard Tyrese Maxey. So respectfully, would love to beat the Heat. At that point, I would truly just say, "All right, I'm just I'm just watching for fun now. I'm just seeing how close we can how close we can keep it." I you know, know, just get out some playoff podcast. Just keep hanging out with the boys for the next few weeks. We play the Heat, and some, hey, also get some tweets out. You know, you know, you know, you know pump up our juice watch, our stats a bit. Watching another Trey forty bomb, it'll happen. But 
hey, you know, maybe we steal two from the six. No, look, I mean, if we do play the Sixers, which is, you know, we have to, I mean, we kind of have to come back from the 0-2 hole we're in, and mm-hmm, also they have mm-hmm. to finish off their series. They do have Doc Rivers, who hey. uh, is known to you know, do, do, <laughs> do a bit of choking in the playoffs. So he if you did want some bit. optimism, there you go. I mean, I'm still not ruling out the fact that the Raptors come down from 0-3 and win I'm, somehow, I'm ru- but ru- praise ru- to God they don't. Really yeah, I don't know. The Raptors kind of suck, to be honest. I think it's kind of funny. Shout out to all the Raptors fans. We're like, ha ha, y'all caught us a play-in team. We're actually a playoff team. And now they've had the least competitive series, but they're in the most competitive seed. How's that work? Mm-hmm. Like a four and five is seen as the most competitive matchup in the playoffs, in the first round at least. And like the Raptors had, what, two games that were very much uncompetitive. And then, I mean, they had one where it was in Toronto. That was a sympathy game. And then Joel Embiid hit an overtime game winner on you. So it's like. I don't know. It's, it's you know. Fuck the Raptors. Anyway, that's enough about that. Um, I guess any last thoughts around, about Game Three? I, I think we've. I mean, I fully agree oh, with God. you. Trey just has to be better. X Factor. Up the tempo. Trey has to be better, and then somebody else has to get going. Um. Oh, I actually want to talk about one last thing, and then we can wrap things up. Yep. It's actually kind of weird how DeAndre Hunter is viewed by Hawks fans, and then like NBA fans in general. I was kind of just like. I try and like open myself up to more like places of discussion about the Hawks whenever they're playing. Just I like to get different opinions because I mean I don't you know I, you know at the end of the day, hive mind definitely plays a factor. I mean I just don't want to read Hawks fans tweets all the time. I don't want to read like Twitter tw- takes all the time. I was in R slash NBA and like people are talking about like Hunter like I there was like a, this wasn't even the game thread. There was like a just like a random post. It was like. If uh, if the Jazz blow things up, which team do you see coming? And it was like, yeah, the Hawks can't give up Hunter. He's like pivotal to their team. I'm like, yeah, like I don't think any Hawks fan would say that about Hunter. And, and like, I don't know. I just want to ask you this, Logan. Here's where this is all leading the, the, to. The the idea of DeAndre Hunter is fantastic. And that's the reason why. Uh, no, no. I mean, it admittedly is. Obviously, like Hawks it's three and D week, big, big experience, stoic in nature, yeah. quiet. I mean, you know, respectfully, they don't tall, watch the Hawks, so it's fair for them to understand. Thick, like two forty. Uh, no, my question is, Logan, do you think like Hawks fans, you know, do you think we're so harsh and, you know, we we rate Hunter ne- so negatively because no. we had such high expectations for him compared to like I mean, normal well, NBA people are just he, watching the game? Or is he, hi- or is he, he just guy, genuinely that guy, bad? He's the highest Hawks draft pick since Al Horford. He's supposed to be better than this. P- point and simple. He's supposed to be better than this. He's fourth overall. He's supposed to be better. I don't care if we're too harsh on him. He was supposed to be better. It sucks that injuries probably play a, a big part in the reason why he's not good at this point in time. But he's our highest draft pick since Al Horford. It's, it's fair to expect better. It's And also, Hawks fans are typically way too lenient on, your, on their players. Cam Reddish, for a whole goddamn year, was the golden child when he had 20 good games. You know what? Maybe the, the Honor Hunter hate is us learning from that and realizing Hunter also has only had 20 good games. Let's not, you know, cradle him. Let's not baby him like we did Hunter. Like, yeah, he's not a he's not a fundamental piece at this point. He's not a foundational piece. At this point, anyone besides Trey is fair game. Like, we, we, we don't want to see people go, but... Speak for yourself. We're a nine seed, you know. We have one really special player, and the rest of the guys are pretty good at best. So, anyway, that that's off-season type content, you know, so... I just want to ask you that about Hunter, because I because I was reading that thread, I was like, maybe like, am I so deluded in my hatred because of my expectations were high that like no. I don't rate Hunter fairly they, and like at a neutral the, level uh, like these people are? But the, I actually other, just think they don't watch the Hawks. I think what you said is true. Yeah, I mean that's all, which is fine. I don't expect like every fan to like watch all the teams. Like like if somebody wanted to give me a 
like Logan, what do you think about uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder? Well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't Thunder fans don't even straight up the Thunder the Thunder GM the other day. I don't know if you saw this, Logan. He was straight up like, "Yeah, we could be a playing team next year, but that doesn't appeal to us." What? <laughs> you wait a minute. What? Like you're off. That's such bullshit. Take like it's the league supposed to like not allow that? Didn't didn't Sam Hinkie lose his job over that? Like, come on now. But whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, Hunter probably is just, just that bad. He's just not that guy, man. And I don't know. It's tough to deal with because I, I want him to be good. Like, I want to be wrong so bad, but I mean, I guess I'll be right. I guess it is what it is. Um, Maybe he steps I don't up. have anything else to say. I'm glad we got to talk about that because I don't want to talk to you look, about I, that. Since all right. You know, you know how I alluded to something earlier? I said something. There might be a Kyle Lowry discussion I had that might get me in trouble. I, oh I want to have it. All right. And I'll, I'll count. This all right. Up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I want to clarify something. No, uh, just... If anybody is listening to this podcast, I'm Jackson. And the one about to speak is Logan. So send all. <laughs> so if you don't like what he's about to say, send all hate mail to at Loggy HT and not me. Thank you. All right, uh, Logan, you have the floor now. Go ahead, bud. This counts somewhat as a mailbag question because our, our friend Colin, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he said this in passing um, and it really stuck with me. And I thought it was funny, but also kind of in a bad way. Jackson, are you familiar with this sort of philosophical idea? It's similar to the trolley problem. Do you know what the trolley sort of problem is? Yeah, the one where it's like, I can't stop this now because what about people in the past? They've already been run over by the trolley, yeah, that yeah. one. So I guess, I guess to preface anyone listening and understanding, it's a, it's a philosophical sort of thing. You know, two, two train tracks, one of them has a family on it, one of them has one person. The train track is about to like, and you know, anyway, you have to, you have to, like, what is better, just letting people die, but you didn't interact, or pulling a lever and killing fewer people, but you, like, took part in killing somebody. Anyway, um, there's a similar philosophical sort of debate, joking. It's sort of a joke, but also I think it's similar. Um, if you could time travel and go back in time, would you kill the baby version of a certain German dictator from the 30s and 40s, the 1930s and 1940s? The idea being you you uh, uh, get rid, let's say, of the baby, and you and you make humanity better in the long run but also in the at that time you look like an absolute monster for killing a baby um my question to you jackson is if you ha- if you were a time traveler what would you do to baby kyle lowry uh yeah what do MB- what do nfl teams do on like fourth and 15 <laughs> they usually punt so I-, I feel like you know where i'm going with that that's all i'm gonna say okay um you know that's that that's all that's all because <laughs> I, I, I you know i think i'm i think i was I'm doing something I, I think i'm doing something for the betterment of society um at the very least i'm giving that absolutely ch- at the very least i'm giving that child a soccer ball and saying go play soccer it'll it'll suit you better basketball is not the path you you have soccer in your blood yeah we took two very different paths right there you're like go play oh, soccer no, I, like, I was fully oh, thinking yeah. i was fully you know thinking, what i mean i was fully thinking about what you're doing but i wanted to come up with a, a okay. uh, like a funnier pg type of version which is i give him a soccer ball instead of a basketball so that way he goes and plays soccer and flops on that field instead but you know um that's all i have to say jackson plug away because i hope all I, right first I hope of all people mad at me for that one yeah, no, this, this, I'm surprised. You know what? This actually might be the podcast that gets us canceled. But you know what? The Hawks fans won't care. And that's who, that's who we do this podcast for. I don't come on here for the NBA fan base. I come on here for the goddamn Hawks fan base. I'll run through a wall through the, for those guys. 
Um, first of all, we'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode of Hawks Talks, episode 107 of the Hawks Talk podcast. As always, be sure to check out the description. You can find our Patreon at Patreon, I mean, www.patreon.com slash Hawks Talks. Subscribe today. We have $5, $8, $10 tier. $8 and $10 tier, you never have to listen to an ad again. And I know some people dislike the ads. Hey, I'm literally giving you a way to not listen to them, but you have to give me, me and Logan money. So ultimate litmus test of what you want and what you will end up getting. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. We've been making a lot more tweets. We've been tweeting a lot more because it's the playoffs. I'm sure that'll continue. Even into the offseason, because I'm sure stuff will happen over the offseason, you can get our like first reactions over there. You know, even before emergency pod, maybe we maybe we slip out a little a tidbit. Uh at loggyht at Jackson Redmond underscore. That's where you can find us. You can follow the official Hawks Talk Twitter account for just updates on episodes and stuff like that. Just follow that account. Keep it. You'll know when we tweet an episode, so you're always in the know. Uh, you know, be sure to, uh, you know, mailbag questions. I don't think we're going to be doing any, like, mailbag questions threads probably until after the playoffs. Is that fair, Logan? I, I didn't want to. We I haven't mean, really talked I about mean, that. You but, know, I, I mean, Colin just submitted a great question that I just asked. So, you know. Okay. You know, if you want to send us a mailbag question, send us one. But, like, we're not going to be doing a thread, like, in probably until the all season. All right. Yeah, or less. Yeah. We'll see how things play out. I can't guarantee you. Um, you know, always business inquiries, hit us up, mailbag questions at hawkstalksgmail.com. Hawkstalks at gmail.com. Just want to, you know, <laughs> plug that twice. Business inquiries, especially. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor your podcast or, you know, advertise it with us, <laughs> you know where to go now. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, just want to say thank you for listening. I hope you've had a good week. I hope you have a good start to your weekend. And the only thing we can do now is pray that the Hawks do our do a national duty and beat the bastard heat. Thank you for listening. Love you. Goodbye grandparents at vanguard you're more than just a grandparent you're the family historians you fill your closets with heirlooms family photos and letters from long ago you're always planning the next family reunion even at the reunion because for you time well spent is time spent on them at vanguard you're more than just an investor you're an owner because the future you're building is bigger than yourself discover the value of ownership at vanguard.com fund shareholders own the funds that own vanguard vanguard marketing corporation distributor Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.